Welcome to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sunjoe Gall. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers. Now, here's Sunjoe Gall. Hello, and uh, welcome to this segment on CTN. To learn more, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. And our topic for today is cloud security as a shared responsibility. So what we have seen is a lot of organizations are, of course, going towards public and hybrid cloud infrastructure, but they also have concerns about the security lapses it may cause or security gaps it may cause. Now, is that a responsibility of the cloud provider? Should we just so-called outsource our security when we are using a public or hybrid cloud, or is there something to be done at an enterprise level to handle it, and is there a level of collaboration that should happen among the cybersecurity leaders from enterprises and the cloud providers so that they are able to mature the security in the context of cloud? So to discuss this, I have with me Michael Welch. Michael is the Chief Information Security Officer at the OSI Group. Hey, Michael, how are you? Wonderful. How are you doing today? Very good, sir. Thanks so much for joining us. And the question, the first question I have, while cloud is not new, but I'd love to get you to share, in your view, what's the current state of cloud infrastructure adoption, especially in the context of realizing the digital dream we are all living today? Okay, yeah. So today, I mean, going back a few years ago, cloud was a thought, cloud was a risk. Um, Now, today, cloud has changed to almost a cloud-first strategy for most companies because of some of the value that it brings to both small and medium-sized businesses, giving them the ability to enter markets that they may not have had because it's just the cost factor was too big of a gap for them to enter. So there's many cloud providers out there now that offers either a private cloud, as you mentioned, or a hybrid cloud, or just entities that are providing uh, a software as a service using cloud-based technology. So uh, for something that a lot of entities thought, hey, we'd never move off of an on-prem environment. The cloud infrastructure gives them a lot more um, reasons and opportunities to uh, present or provide customers with systems um, that in the past would take a lot longer to stand up. Uh, they have a, they're getting ready to launch a new product and they need to spin up Uh, five new systems to be able to um, handle the transactions in the cloud environment. It's much easier than uh, on an on-prem world. So to that end, when we are already saying it's a done deal when it comes to building a business case for going to cloud, yes, there are some regulatory constraints that companies would have, certain industries would have that would hold them back from going all the way, but still there is enough adoption that's uh, that's underway, or it's already happened and people are living the cloud-first strategy, as you said. Now, when it comes to the ownership of cloud, we always look at businesses themselves signing up 
for services, which are specifically cloud, public cloud-centric or SaaS-based services, which are somehow founded in cloud. And then you have the IT leaders who are responsible for the plumbing of an organization, how the whole thing works. And then you have the security leadership. Who should own the ongoing capability that cloud offers, its sustained uh, availability, and also in a secured manner. I wanted to purposely not just leave availability alone, but in a secured manner. So who who is truly responsible or should be responsible for this? At the end of the day, it's everybody's responsibility. Uh, the one thing challenge that cloud provides to the IT staff or the security staff is any business area could work with a cloud provider and stand up a cloud solution but not bring IT in uh, because really you don't have those on-prem assets. So really, in, in theory, any business area could stand up a cloud system and work off of that without bringing IT in. There's a risk when you do that. So you really need to have everybody's involvement, IT, security, the business leaders themselves to understand what they're looking at accomplishing with the cloud legal uh, because you have to understand the contractual agreements that that cloud provider is saying um, risk management because do your contracts state uh, that you can use cloud services for let's say your clients um, so it's a shared responsibility and to do it successfully, you really need to have those conversations early on driven with management. Uh, once again, once you define what that strategy is, cloud first, okay, now we know we want to use this technology. What systems are, is it an HR system, okay? What is our impact? What is our risk? And then making sure that we're, we're configuring it properly um, and making sure that we're protecting our information. So it's a shared responsibility. Not, to me, not one person owns it. Um, you've expanded your perimeter out to that cloud, which is now in cyberspace. So security, risk, legal, um, and IT all need to be part of the decision, and it really needs to start early rather than bringing IT or security in later in the conversation. So let's dig a little deeper on this subject. So you mentioned that it's a shared responsibility or it is supposed to be a shared responsibility. One interpretation of shared responsibility is no one is truly taking ownership or there is no one responsibility and people could misunderstand it and not really pay that much attention. Second trend that we see is IT says command and control, business says give me autonomy, and that tug of war still continues till date. Security is seen till date by many, or cybersecurity especially, as an IT tentacle, if you will, versus a centralized risk mitigation approach. That means even though you might stand as a peer to your IT leader, but to a business person, say, if I can somehow work it out with 
the IT leader, the security person will automatically follow whatever has been decided. But if they don't have a good relationship, you stand at a disadvantage. How do you tackle this? And that's always that conversation is who does the CISO report to? Does he report to the CTO? Does he report to um, the CFO? Who is So it's important to have that understanding um, just in general, not even when looking at cloud technology. Um, at the end of the day, management is going to make certain decisions and they're going to delegate um, responsibilities down to um, the appropriate parties. So as a CISO, um, I would re- I report up to, let's say, the VP of global IT. Um, at the end of the day, all IT falls under his purview. So at, he is the owner of it. And then the relationship that you would build with that person is very important because you have to be able to, to implement controls that's going to protect the company's brand. Because uh, at the end of the day, that's what it's about. It's about protecting the brand of the company and or the clients that company services. Uh, so you have to have a positive working relationship. You have to have collaboration. You have to make sure that if you disagree with a control, that you can express that and and come to a resolution that balances risk with um, business function. Um, you, the goal of security many times is to be as transparent to the end user as possible, but making sure you still have those layers of security in place. Um, so that's why it goes back to that conversation of bringing, starting it early and making sure it continues through the process that all the stakeholders are involved and they all have a voice. Um, but at the end of the day, even though you have multiple parties that are part of the um, conversation, it is still, even though it's cloud, it's still IT. Um, and whoever that senior leader is on the IT side, they have to own it. So as a security professional, you have to have a good working relationship to make sure that you can um, express any risks, any concerns, and they're addressed and not just pushed to the side because the business wants to stand something up quickly. Now, what you just said definitely is, if possible, we could implement it. It will be a utopic state. The reality on the ground is the conversations are still happening. The tug of war between IT and the business leadership when it comes to using their own autonomous approach to um, using those SaaS solutions or cloud-based offerings is still on. And the damage or the leakage or intrusions may be already happening while we are building those positive relationships, while we are trying to say, let's get on the same page. But nobody is going to listen if a breach happens due to that. And I'm assuming the security leader will be left holding the bag or all three will get fired. That's always the case. I mean, there's always that risk as the security professional. You have to own that. Even if you don't have the um, authority or um, control of certain things, you still have to own it, even if it means you express your concerns. 
um, you're always going to have that struggle, that tug of war, as you mentioned. Uh, I believe business, that layer or that tug of war between the business and IT has actually lessened over the years because most business now see IT as actually a facilitator of the business. You can't run without IT. and that's So it always used to be looked at, at as just a cost. So we don't want to spend those dollars. Now it's actually those dollars are acceptable because IT is facilitating the business to be able to grow and be more efficient and to meet the customer's needs. Now, excuse me, now the cost is actually security. But you need to drive that message of, yes, even though there is, we're going to add this additional cost onto this environment, if it is transparent, it is going to protect you. If you do it early uh, and do it right, it will cost you less. But you have obligations to your customers. You have obligations to your shareholders. Uh, and you have that responsibility to make sure you're doing that all right. So it's how you deliver the message um, to the business areas. Uh, yeah, in a utopic world, it will always work. In reality, that's not the case. You just have to stay firm to your uh, beliefs and express your um, your concerns on any particular portion of the project, and then making sure that all the proper stakeholders are involved. And uh, business wants to get things operational as quickly as possible. Uh, the goal is to make sure that you can try to deliver on that. So it's it's just a, it's a constant collaboration as security risks continue to grow and become more sophisticated. Uh, the business side or the IT side, the security side have to work better um, and more fluid to be successful. Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. And we would also like to talk about, or rather bring in the mix, the cloud providers. So you have the business leaders who are not exactly trying to go rogue, but they're trying to meet their business interests. And in that process, they want to use cloud-based services as much as possible so it gets them started faster. IT people have their own uh, approach to how they run the corporate IT security leaders as we spoke about them as well. They have the best interest for everyone in mind. Now, when it comes to cloud providers, they're coming to still help, still, still provide good solutions, but they're also trying to grab the market share. And for that, they may be promising the moon to the business leaders, do a work and run around the IT and security. What is it that we are trying to achieve working with these cloud providers? How well are they stepping up their game? Let's talk more about it. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back. Predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise mobility management and document sharing solutions. To learn more, visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. 
Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Listening to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjo Gall. To learn more about our program, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So, while we have the shared responsibility, as Michael, you said, among the cybersecurity leaders and the IT leader and the business leaders, the fourth constituent is the very cloud providers who we all are trying to work with. They may have the best intentions, but they also want to grow their business. And sometimes they go across the line or they go overzealous in terms of what they promise, do an end run around the business and security leaders, sorry, IT and security leaders. And that's what may be compounding the problem. What is being done in that regard? Well, I mean, anytime, with, like you mentioned, uh, any, the, the, everybody's standing up cloud-based applications. If it's a SaaS or if it's actually a, a, one of the major providers that are just providing an infrastructure for you to roll out and put in a virtual environment. So really, to, you have to look at your portfolio first and what you are trying to accomplish to make sure when you're speaking to uh, the potential cloud vi- providers that you're 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 speaking the same language. So uh, it's important that you're you, that you properly vet your those providers and understanding what they are delivering to you. If it's a supply chain service, if it's mergers and acquisitions, or if it's just let's say you decide you're going to put your HR system out in the cloud, um, how are you doing that? Are you owning the systems? Or are they owning the systems? So you have to vet those cloud providers to make sure that what they are saying, because like you mentioned, that at the end of the day, they're a business. They want to make a sale. They want to bring you on for a, as a customer uh, for either a single year or, of course, everybody's looking for multi-year uh, contracts. So it's just important to understand what you're trying to accomplish as a business and then what that provider is able to provide to you as that service and making sure that you actually have legal in there. Because unfortunately, like we talked about on the, on the previous segment is with cloud, you don't always have the need to bring in the, in the right people, the stakeholders in the, early in the conversation. It's important that you do. It's IT. And when we talked about legal, that you understand what's in the contractual agreements, what is in the service level agreement, because everybody's going to promise you the world, but really what is it that's inside the documentation, the fine print um, that 
is really what you as a company are going to hold that provider. What is their guaranteed uptime? If something's down, what, how quickly do they need to respond? If you need to spin up a new system, what is their um, time to operations to make sure that is there? Those are all important things that a lot of times, not to speak about any one provider, sales, the, the, the sales team is always going to promise you the world and hopefully they can deliver on it. You just want to make sure you look through that and understand that early in the conversation. And then also at the same time, as you want to, as, a, as a company, you want to, as you're vetting the vendors and you have legal look at it, your finance department needs to also be involved to understand what is that cost factor because now you're looking at moving from a capital cost maybe to an OPEX cost, the O&T. Uh, so those are the important things that when you're looking at the pro- providers that are promising you the world so you get real excited, you have to actually step back for a second, look at it with the different business areas with the proper lens to make sure that all the I's are dotted, the T's are crossed, and then what you're getting is uh, what they are capable of providing you because, as we talked about, you're taking some critical systems and moving them from and on-prem what everybody's used to up into the cloud, that accessibility uh, and uh, access and not, no longer having to be in the office or, or create a VPN, uh, you can access it from anywhere. That is great because the user experience is usually much better. So you just want to make sure when you're looking at them, what they're promising meets all your use cases, uh, all your needs as the customer. Uh, it's, it's just having that test plan to really make sure that you're looking at everything, uh, security included, um, when you're rolling out these new technologies. Like I said, if it's as a service or if you're just putting in a virtual environment yourself and using one of the major cloud providers like AWS or Azure or Google Cloud. So one is the market share part and them stepping up as cloud providers to help create the most value. And frankly, if they create values, that's what's going to get them repeat business or more business. Understood rules of how anyone grows their enterprise. Now, when it comes to security specifically, they are, and at least I've heard that there are uh, cloud providers who are saying we are more secured than an on-prem that you will ever have. So that's why go to cloud. And then at the same time, we are not allowed to look under the hood. So what in your view or what you know for a fact is a reality when it comes to the level of security maturity as well as uh, the investment that is made by cloud providers, not in comparison to enterprise, they may be doing higher, but if you look in an absolute sense, are they doing their absolute best to keep your fort secure? Well, that's part of that whole vetting process when you're actually looking at those providers. And like you mentioned, I mean, for a lot of companies, they run very lean. Uh, their budgets are are tight um, to bring on new systems or new hardware or new security systems uh, sometimes takes time and budget approval. Uh, it, and you may have a certain amount of capital dollars to spend or you may have 
operate OpEx that where you can spend on and maybe more available uh, from a cloud provider. I mean that is their business. So they most cloud providers, even smaller ones, are putting in good investments, bringing in the right technology, um, and then hiring sm- uh, subject matter experts in that field to create that environment that supposedly is secure. You can't take their word for that. You have to be able to have the ability to assess them or make sure that they um, have performed their own assessments following if it's, if it's in the U.S., if it's in this cybersecurity framework, or if it's the ISO standards or whatever, whatever um, standard that you want to follow. What certifications do they have? What third party did they allow to look at their environment to determine that they are secure? I mean, there is no 100% security. So if anybody says they can't be broken into, I, that's a, somebody I'm not going to probably do business with because security is changing every day. The, the, the attacks are changing every day. The 24 by 7 the, uh, that most cloud providers provide is a value to companies that decide to move into that environment. So you, if, if they don't allow you to look under the covers themselves, then hopefully they've had a third p- provider. But just because you're using cloud doesn't take the responsibility off of you yourself. Most cloud providers will provide you what they call a secure environment. It's your responsibility to protect the information that is actually in the cloud. So how are you going to communicate with the cloud? Are you going to have native accounts on their systems? Are you going to use single sign-on? Uh, are you have the ability to stand up application firewalls? I mean, or is it pretty much your hands off and they're securing everything? Then you have to have the ability to assess them. So it's a relationship. So just because you chose a cloud provider, there's a relationship that you have to continue with that provider because to me, as a security professional, it doesn't remove the responsibility from you. You're putting the responsibility on another company, but it's your job to make sure that they are actually doing what they say they're doing. Um, And like we mentioned, that they do have the investment because this is their business. So if they have a breach, that could be the end of their business. So they do have to make sure they're doing everything to protect the information to the best of their ability and then what is their breach notification or their incident response because they will always have attacks. It's just how you respond to that attack. Are you proactive? Are you reactive? And stuff like that. So those are all the things that you want to work through um, when deciding how you are going to want to work. So we, we used uh, one for just a cloud as a service for a certain type of application, um, but they didn't offer a single sign-on um, capability. They only used native accounts on their system. So that put a burden on us as a company because now if we have somebody that had access to that system and left the company, when we disabled their account on our end, well, that account was still active on inside that cloud provider. So you, it just adds another area of cleanup after somebody leaves that you want to make sure. It's a small thing, but you know what? That person should no longer have access, and if you didn't 
reach out to that provider and say, hey, this person's no longer here. I need you to disable their account. They could go in there and pull information. So it's, it's just a small example, uh, but things that you do have to think about of how you manage the environment because they have your information. It could be confidential. It could be sensitive. It could, it could be public, so it really depends. The risk is really based off of what function or service that you're utilizing that cloud provider for to dictate the level of security that you are going to require and then what is on top of that. Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. And let's talk about the very current state at which we have reached. So, yes, we are all working towards it in terms of securing the cloud infrastructure. But where do we stand today? Which gaps are still wide open? What has been the effort so far to close those gaps? And where are we struggling? And where we have had successes? So, let's take... uh, an inventory of what all you're facing, where we've uh, done well. Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back. Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. Predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management and Document Sharing Solutions. To learn more, visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network with Sunjoe Gall. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So, in context of the cloud security or the ability for someone to call their cloud secure, how far have we reached? Where are we still struggling? What are the challenges which we are grappling today? What's that reality on the ground? Um, I think the challenge is, is still understanding the handoff or the responsibilities uh, from the cloud provider to the customer. Um, because if you, we mentioned it on the previous segment, that if you, just because you're using the cloud does not mean that you don't have a responsibility. So 
as we talked about, the cloud providers are doing more 24 by 7 monitoring. They're using machine learning or artificial intelligence to try to stay ahead of the uh, attacks. They're using the attributes because, once again, you're not their only customer. So they get the benefits of data sets of all their customers and to, to provide a level of protection for everybody, um, making sure that your data is separate from or in a container separate from other customers is important. Um, but the because the attacks are ongoing, uh, they become more sophisticated. Uh, cloud providers are always going to be targets because now as the attackers when they hit that provider, they have, I mean, the troves of information that they could uh, have access to if they were actually able to breach them uh, is much more valuable than, than just hitting one company. Um, so when that's probably where the, that risk lies today is how are they protecting their information um, from a, even if it's from a compliance perspective. Um, if I came from the utility space and they have regulation and really some information you, about your control systems you couldn't put in a cloud because it's considered too sensitive. It was critical infrastructure. So making sure that that information is protected while it's at rest and how it's separated from its other customer data is probably one of the biggest areas of potential risk. Um, most providers are, are probably doing a job, but it's your responsibility to make sure to ask that question. How are you protecting our information at rest? How are you protecting our information in transit? Uh, how are you protecting the access of our information is at the application level, uh, at the network level? So just being involved is important, not letting the cloud provider just say, hey, I got it covered, and then you taking that um, as, all right, perfect, um, we're good. That's where you have to separate from. Uh, people use the cloud because they're scaling resources. They're trying to reduce their cost. Um, they need to stand up a new application or they want to expand their business to other regions of the world. Making sure that those cloud providers also meet whatever requirements that those regions of the world have is important. So you have to be able to ask the questions. Are you compliant with GDPR? Are you compliant when in January 1 of 2020 if the California Privacy Protection Act comes out? Are you compliant with that? Because you as the owner of the information are the one who's responsible. You can't transfer that. So you do have to make sure that um, you are asking the right questions. Now, we have been struggling all along with security in context of cloud. How would you compare this to, say, five years ago and now? Have we made true progress or we are just seeing same problems in different flavors? Uh, I think there's been a lot of progress, but with progress, the attacks have become more sophisticated. So with, like I mentioned just before, with, with some of the machine learning, uh, it's behavioral-based. So as it 
it's important to know what's normal versus what's abnormal. Uh, earlier you mentioned, well, even if you go to a cloud provider and you're using data that maybe has already been compromised, well, how do you know? You may be working with, you're transitioning into a cloud where you're already vulnerable. Um, so having a, a plan or having an idea of what is normal versus abnormal is key to your overall success because the, the technology that's available today, uh, the learning capability of it, the behavioral analysis is far greater than it was five years ago. But like I mentioned, the attacks are also getting more advanced. They're becoming more persistent. Um, they look like they could look like good traffic, and unfortunately, what happens is then it re- redirects you to a bad site. It was a good site, but now because of DNS and stuff like that, it's it's now flipped. So it got into your environment because it was listed as good, but then it flipped. Uh, so your users may be susceptible to it. So the attacks are getting much more uh, aggressive in regard, especially if you're targeted. Um, but the technology is close, uh, but it's important to have that subject matter expert on your team and then as well as that cloud provider that you're utilizing. And then you have to make sure that you build a relationship with somebody from their staff so you can have that ongoing collaboration. We use, I use a lot of providers for security services because of the information that they have access to, not to mention any one particular one, but the data sets that they have, the correlation that they're able to do on the back end is far greater than whatever I can do myself. So I leverage that technology, but ask the question, okay, how are you protecting your environment and making sure that you have the right contracts in place to protect you as a company? And then, like I said, going back to your customers, making sure that you can put your information that may have customer-related stuff included also in there. So there is a lot of things that you have to look at when standing up cloud uh, as a service or if you do it yourself with their with just using their infrastructure and that's why that conversation has to be ongoing and include all stakeholders early early on now that is one where the cloud providers may have done whatever they had to do let's talk about your own as an enterprise and your representation you're representing the enterprise uh, leader, security leader, how have you shifted or improved or evolved in being able to tackle the the security and 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 securing or playing your part in securing the cloud infrastructure? Well, most of my once again, most of the cloud that we're using today, we're using it as a service. Um, so we, I mean, although we do use some of the major providers as an infrastructure, we're in early stages. But it's of setting up technology in a dev environment to see prior to. So really, that starts that conversation. Okay, what are we going to put into the cloud where we are going to have control of managing the security? to it, what layers. So we're going to start with, because now that like we mentioned earlier, the perimeter is no longer the perimeter that we're used to as 
your firewall that protects your on-prem. You have, you've now branched it over to the cloud. So you, all right, so I want to have, I'm going to have a firewall up there. I'm going to, and I'm going to have a database and I'm going to have an application service. So I'm going to put firewalls between them. I'm going to set a site to site VPN between my environment and that cloud provider because I have to get that transactional data. And then all the layers in between the monitoring. Um, to understand the traffic, gathering all that event information so you can correlate it um, to have that visibility to see what is going on. I know when I look at my, I mean, just as in a simple example, email, um, Office 365, on an average, I get about 75,000 messages a day, probably over 50% of that. I think I'm close to almost two-thirds of that is malware or bad reputation traffic. Um, so it's an, if that's, and then a lot of that is just automated. So to the end of the world, we're just an IP address and they're just hitting it. So when you stand up your cloud environment, you have to assume that you're going to be inundated with different types of traffic that's trying to do some form of harm to your environment. It could be injecting malware. It could be doing phishing attacks. It could be trying to set up command and control. It can be doing a whole number of things. So you have to be prepared for that. And the key is layers. There's no one technology that is going to protect you. Um, 100%. I mean, even with multiple technologies, you're not always protected. Uh, you have to have the ability to respond and react and then also remove and eradicate depending on what does transpire. It's the key is how quickly you identify it. I think going back a couple of years ago, it used to be uh, – the attackers were in your environment for over 400 days before IT or security even knew. Today, it's probably under 100 days. To some, that's acceptable. To me, if, if somebody's in my environment for more than one day, that's not that, that's too long. Um, but to I mean, the, to be able to stay on top of that is where the challenge is. Um, and working with your partners is the only way you're going to be truly successful unless you have the ability to have a team or multiple teams doing threat intelligence and doing incident response and doing monitoring and monitor all the layers. And most companies don't have that, especially when you're looking at small to medium-sized companies. They just don't have the budget, the manpower, the expertise to do that themselves. So they have to leverage that cloud provider. So it's important to understand um, what they're capable of offering themselves. Do they have that expertise? Do they have that certification? Are they doing 24-7 monitoring? What is that service level agreement? And understand all the contractual obligations that are underlying. So security has a cost, right? Just managing it and keeping it at a minimum threshold level or above that is is of course has a cost attached to it. The higher you go, the more costly it becomes and you have to still justify and still have to fund it. Have we reset or recalibrated that threshold in the light of shifts in the way the attacks are happening, in the way cloud is becoming bigger part of our infrastructure, which is the foundation for the enterprise? And are you able to take that evolution or improvement or increased investment and take it to business and get that funded. So would you say there has been 
an, an improvement in the business of security management? Um, yes, the awareness of it is much greater today than it was five years ago. When you look at the media, there are talking about, even if it's not real, uh, or if it is real, uh, about the impact, all the breaches that have occurred with some of the mainstream companies, mostly related to maybe credit card information. That all, even though some of it is sensationalized, it does add um, something that a CISO can point to uh, if there isn't regulation in their environment to help drive the message. Um, most customers nowadays, no matter what industry you are in, are asking the question, what are you doing with our data? So once they start asking that question, then you can use that as that driver uh, to help you get the budget that you need because you have that responsibility to protect it. Now, if you don't have the budget, it makes it a lot harder to protect, so, but you have to still find a way. Um, so if you're not in a regular, regularized environment, sometimes that driver is harder because the, the management may say, well, we don't have to spend this. We're, everything is well, I and mean, we haven't had any issues. That issue could be tomorrow. Um, you just don't know because the attacks are getting so much greater because you're moving out to the cloud. That perimeter is much larger. Um, Office 365 is an example. Even Gmail, whatever technology you want, that can be accessed now by anyone, anywhere. So you can't really just put filters on your email system because Office 365 can be accessed by anybody. So I may create some rules um, that would work on an on-prem environment that may not work in the traditional cloud environment or the, the new advanced cloud environment. So it's understanding the networks and how they operate uh, to make sure you're using whatever spend that you get, you have to look at it. What is your highest risk uh, and try to mitigate those the best you can with the dollars available and then figure out how to protect the other things that you may not be able to have budget for today. Uh, what, what, what proactive con- things can you do to just make sure you're keeping a pulse on the environment? Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. And let's talk about the disclaimers, the fine prints, and other elements which are to be considered when we are working in context of cloud security, uh, whether it is our internal policies on how to use cloud or working in, in context of a specific cloud provider so that we are able to stay current with the level of security we need to manage and also stay compliant. With or without compliance, we still want to make sure cloud security is at its optimum. And to, to, to get to that level, everybody who is involved as a stakeholder should have something in writing so there is no finger-pointing match. How do you ensure that? Where are we with it? Please stay tuned. Listeners, we'll be right back and discuss.
predict your company's future by creating it. Is your workforce able to connect, exchange ideas, and share brilliance simply and securely? Create tomorrow, today. Empower your people to innovate anytime and anywhere with secured BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management and Document Sharing Solutions. To learn more, visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Patient-centered care requires a connected enterprise. Are you ready? If you're looking to scale your healthcare IT efforts, visit redmain.com forward slash health today. Whether it's to connect data from multiple partner solutions or developing software for unique needs, Redmain can help. To find out how Redmain can help your company deliver on the patient-centered care promise, visit redmain.com forward slash health or call 773-693-3919. Visit today. Your growing business needs a highly productive workforce, effectively communicating and collaborating without exposing corporate data to cyber attacks. Are you looking to balance security and workforce productivity? Move beyond short-term measures and securely scale your business with BlackBerry Enterprise Mobility Management Solutions. To learn more, please visit blackberry.com forward slash enterprise. Listening to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjo Gall. Now back to the show. Welcome back. So let's talk about the disclaimers, the fine prints, the terms which we typically see the cloud providers send us as updates and request us to accept them. And in an enterprise setting, it's possible that your uh, legal group may be looking at it. The question comes up where whether do they do they consult with the security leaders? Do you get a chance to review them? That's number one. But on the other side, since we are changing the way we do business, the way we want our our standards and benchmarks of security, are we in a way going back to the cloud providers and say we would like you to change the terms? with us in this way because that will help us stay compliant or keep our security levels as we want. Are we working at that level yet? It's starting to. So a lot of times when you're looking at contracts, I mean, and then you bring in legal, most of the time they may just provide their feedback, redline the document, and this is the only way it's going to be. Hey, we don't want to have automatic renewals. Um, we need to make sure that they are, have some indemnification. Uh, it's, it's, it's important for either the IT person and or and the security person to work with the legal team to make sure that the interpretation of the contracts are accurate because in legal terms they're not always the same as based because it's it's a technology driven techno, um, service so it's it's sometimes it's educating um, the legal team on what the cloud providers offering, and then at the same time, the legal team educating the security or the IT group on things to look out for. So as you mentioned about new terms, most of the time it's you're, you have your contract, you've signed it, you're not, you don't even think about it any longer until it's time for a renewal. Um, and, but 
as a company that's using the service, sometimes you have to be the one who's proactive, uh, pushing the provider saying, hey, our, our internal policy has changed and these are what we require and we would like to discuss it with you to determine if you're willing to meet these or we may have to find a new cloud provider. Uh, an example of that would be GDPR. Um, which is a, pri- I mean, a privacy regulation for the European Union, but it touches many companies in the United States as well. Um, and there's lots of areas of transmitting data across borders. So you have to go back to your cloud provider to determine where that information resides. Do they meet the GDPR? GDPR requirements. You can't wait for them. You have to be proactive uh, in regards to how you are going to do it. And for if it's something that it's driven by regulation or if it's an internal practice that you have changed um, that, hey, for now on, we are only going to require or allow single sign-on. We're not going to, like we mentioned earlier, we're not allowing native accounts. They may not offer that today, but for you to renew it, they, the only way you're going to renew it is if they offer it in the future. So they may have to start working towards that. Uh, it goes back to that collaborative relationship in regards to um, having that discussion with them. Let them know what you're looking for. Don't wait till that renewal. Um, they'll be more inclined to accept um, modifications or updates if you work with them. And if they're not capable of it, then you may need to look at a new provider. Uh, but it's a, it's, a relation, it's a work in progress between legal risk management and IT. Now, one last question for you is, if you were to look at the way the landscape is changing and where different entities are coming together and the dynamic, the speed at which the business is running, what would you say should be shifted or fundamentally rethought so that our cloud investments don't make us lose our shirt? I mean, you have to, I mean, because everybody says cloud, I can spin it up quick. Um, that's true, but you still have to evaluate what you're doing as a business and how that fits in your environment today and in your, your, your goals for the future or your roadmap for the future. The cloud may not be right today, but it could be right in six months or a year from now. So it's understanding what you're trying to accomplish, how it fits into your portfolio, how it meets your goals, how it will change your key performance indicators uh, down the road. Uh, because So you have a lot of things that you have to start thinking about internally uh, when using the cloud. It's not very different than on-prem, but it is going to change the way or the dynamic on how you work as a company. Uh, so it's just important to start thinking about those things because it may be able, you may be able to increase your IT portfolio tenfold because of the ability to spin up new systems or the, the, the cost savings of not procuring new hardware. Uh, so it's, it's just, it, it provides that, but you have to make sure you think about those things early and often and have that continuous dialogue if it's with the board or with the executive management on the direction of the business, the goals of the business both today and in the future, and see where cloud continues to fit into that environment. On behalf of the show and our listeners, thanks so much, Michael, for sharing the thoughts on how the business, the IT, the security, and the cloud provider stakeholders could start working together. 
so that what we are trying to do with cloud, making it the foundation for our business to live and, and improve what we do with our digital dreams, that is realized while we keep our fort secure. Thanks so much. Thank you for having me. And listeners, hope you enjoyed. Got some nuggets out of this. Please like us on Facebook, search for CTN. Please be sure to follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. Thank you again for listening to this segment on CTN. This is Sanjog All, your talk show host. Till next week, take care and God bless. Thank you for tuning in to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sunjo Gall. To learn more about our program or for show archives, comments, or questions, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Thank you again for listening.